Have you ever had a rough day? Like a super stressful one? And then tried to hide it from the kids? I mean, after all, we don't want them to worry. Turns out though, they can tell. They know when something's up, and let's face it, oftentimes dads, well, we could teach a master class in hiding emotions. Hiding emotions and suppressing our own stress, though, is, well, stressing out our kids. Becoming better parents, partners, and people, this is the Positively Dad Podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm James Shaw, host of Positively Dad. My wife, Terry, and I are the proud parents of a soon-to-be nine-year-old. In fact, her birthday is this week. Her name's Naomi. She's in third grade. In fact, she joins us at the end of the show. She always does the Kids Corner, where she shares kind of her thoughts on things. So you'll hear from her in a little bit. And I started Positively Dad to be a resource for you. You know, most support for parents out there is designed for mom. We're here to support you, to help you become a better parent, partner, and person. You know, the last year has been a challenging one. I mean, it was right about this time last year when COVID became a real and major issue in this country. Schools started to close, right? Uh, sporting events were canceled. I remember the, the when they announced the, that NBA game was canceled and then the NCAA tournament followed and all that kind of stuff. And, and then we got sent home from work with offices being shut down, stores closed, restaurants closed. I mean, there was a lot of uncertainty. And that uncertainty a year ago had to bring a lot of stress to many families. I mean, stress on top of the traditional day-to-day issues that the average family faces. Terry and I were certainly worried about what was ahead. Could we stay safe? What was going to happen with school? What was going to happen with my job that required weekly travel on an airplane, speaking to groups of 100 plus people every single day? And as I reflect on this time last year, I mean, here at our house, it was stressful. And I did everything I could to keep Naomi from knowing about it. I didn't want her stressed out. Well, it turns out, though, that she probably knew something was up. I mean, a study out from Washington State University says our kids can tell when we're stressed out and then we try to hide it, which in turn actually makes them even more stressed. Truth is, we should and can be more open with our kids about how we're feeling. We don't tell them everything. They don't even know all the stuff. And yet we can let them in a little bit, especially right now while we're in this middle of this global pandemic. That's what we're going to talk about today. Our stress, the stress of our kids and how to help all of us work through those feelings. Our guest is Dr. Sarah Waters. She led the study, and she wants us to become better dads. So I'm excited to welcome her to the show. Dr. Waters, thanks so much for joining us on Positively Dad. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited to have you because you specialize in studying stress and parenting. And I don't know, are there two words that go together maybe better than stress and parenting? (laughs) And yet, you know what? We can work it out. And then now you put normal parenting stress, and then put all of this stuff on top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're dealing with a lot right now. Mm-hmm. We are. Yeah. Will you tell us a little bit about you, and then we'll jump in. Okay. Uh, so I am an assistant professor of human development at Washington State University, Vancouver. That's Vancouver, Washington. Um, and so I've been studying the parent-child relationship in early life, stress, emotions, um, self-regulation, and how parents can really help children develop those self-regulation skills and resiliency skills so that they can weather difficulties, stressors, things like that as gracefully as possible. So this has always been a challenge in parenting. And then right now, uh, you add schools out, uncertainty on job, you know, financial concerns, all that kind of stuff on it. 
life just got a heck of a lot more stressful. And I imagine you guys have seen that even early on. Absolutely. Yes. So, um, all of the th kinds of things that we know uh, parents who are dealing with things like financial instability or joblessness or not having adequate childcare that we knew before the coronavirus uh, uh, increased parent stress and made it more difficult to be the kind of parents that we all want to be. Those are now things that so many people, maybe almost all of us are dealing with. Right. So you're absolutely right that the stressors that um, unfortunately some of us were dealing with before are now kind of very, very widespread. And then you add to that that for a lot of us, the, um, you know, the, the shelter in place or staying home, stay home, stay healthy is uh, makes it more difficult for our, us to reach our social supports. Right? makes it more difficult for grandparents or friends to come over and help out with the kids as well. So there's even more kind of pressure right on the parents. Or even just talk to your friends about what you're experiencing. I, I, I think about last night, my wife got a text from, you know, her best friend and they only live five houses down. Now we would normally see them all the time. We haven't really seen them in two and a half months. Mm -hmm. She said, hey, Kelsey just asked, can, you know, can we chat for a minute? So we're going to go sit in the driveway six feet apart. Is that okay? I said, go, <laughs> go do it. And they're right. out there for like an hour and a half. I mean, because we need our support network too, right? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So um, as you look at this, uh, like we said, family life can be stressful already for all certain reasons. Then you take away all your support. It only gets more stressful. And as parents, I guess we've got to be real honest about what we're experiencing. I mean, that's basically what your research says. Well, it says, I mean, what we were, we were looking to test is this idea, um, this kind of, you know, sort of folk notion of like, not in front of the kids, you know, don't show how we feel our negative emotions, our stress in front of our kids, that kind of tendency that many of us have to say, oh, no, we're fine. Everything's fine. And the what we find and, and other work supports this as well is that kids are incredibly receptive to your emotions, even when you're not meaning to put them out there right? Even when you're not. And so when you, you are stressed or you're upset and kids are picking up on that, but then you turn around and say, oh, no, no, everything's fine. You know, no big deal. It's a very confusing message. And what the research shows is that it's changing children's stress responses in their bodies, right? Mm. To be subjected to parent stress and to not have an opportunity to actually acknowledge and engage with that. So what's interesting is, and my guess would be you found this, that when we tell them everything's fine, we do that to protect them. We do this to be kind. We do this as a way, I think you, you said in one thing, we do it, uh, it comes from a good place mm -hmm. to, to be able to do that and, and, and just tell our kids it's all okay because we don't want them to worry. Right. And you're going, it actually, you might as well be kind of a little bit more honest and we can talk about what that looks like in a minute. You might as well be yeah. a little bit more honest because when you aren't, they can tell. Yeah, and it's absolutely. not good for them. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it, it, I think it definitely does come from a good place of wanting to reassure them, right, that everything is going to be okay, that they're safe, and their world is safe. Um, and yet, what we know is that, that that is actually teaching them that it's not safe to feel our emotions, because they know something's up. But the, the, the message that they're getting is, we shouldn't talk about it. We shouldn't acknowledge it. If mom or dad doesn't want to talk about, doesn't want to acknowledge what's going on, they learn that message of, okay, this is not an okay thing to talk about. And most of us want our kids to be able to come to us with their problems and talk about them, right? So we're sending a message that runs counter to what we're hoping they do when they're upset. Interesting. And so, well, this is a trying time for them as well. And so we want them to be able to share 
what they're experiencing. And we're obviously then what you're saying is we're the role model for that. Like, so we can't go to them and say, I have an eight-year-old. I can't go to my eight-year-old daughter, Naomi, and say, Naomi, I want you to know that I'm always here for you and you can tell me anything and then turn around and lie to her about what I'm feeling when she can tell I'm lying. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. That's the gist of it is that, you know, we can be role models. Like you said, we can show kids, not only do we show them that it's okay to have negative emotions and then we can show them how you cope with them, right? Because right. the whole yeah. do as I say, not as I do doesn't work. Any parent right. knows that, right? right? So when we say, yeah, this is really scary. This is really stressful. I'm having a really hard day. I'm going to go for a walk around the block. Do you want to come? You know, yeah. that'll help calm me down. We're actually showing them how to be emotionally resilient by letting them see we have bad feelings too, sometimes strong bad feelings. And here's what we do about it. Yeah. And we don't have to be brutally honest with her. We can just say, hey, I'm nervous too. I hear you. This is a concern. I have a concern about it as well. And then we're going somewhere. So why is it so important for for them to be resilient? (laughs) It is kind of the resilient is, I think, a sort of buzzword that that has picked up a lot of steam lately. But the idea there is just that uh, having some resources, having some skills, things like effective self-regulation abilities that will allow us to kind of bounce back or to draw on those resources to get through difficult times. And as we were just already talking about, right now is a difficult time for a lot of folks, right? So helping kids build that sense that they're going to be able to get through it. They can find something more positive to do. They can take some deep breaths that they're going to have those resources. You know, right now we're there for our kids to help support that, but ultimately they're going to go off into the world and they're going to want to have where we want them to have those internal resiliency abilities as well. Yeah, that's really smart. I, um, I think it reminds me of talking to Naomi and she said, daddy, this is really hard. This is something she said to me. I don't know. It seems like yesterday, it was probably, you know, eight weeks ago, who knows? (laughs) And she goes, daddy, this is really hard. And I go, I know. And she looks at me and she goes, no, you don't know because you weren't eight. Mm. And I thought, first of all, I was very happy that she could say that, that Mm -hmm. she recognized that. And number two, that was a lesson that she's right. I don't know. So maybe, I guess when our kids share their feelings, we've got to understand how to respond and chat with them about it. Absolutely. So we we talk sometimes about emotion coaching parenting versus emotion dismissing. And so part of emotion emotion coaching is to sometimes name what our kids are feeling, especially when they're really young, helping them identify this is an angry feeling or this is a sad feeling. But as they get older, inquiring, like letting them tell you how they're feeling and validating that, right? So exactly what you said of like, you're right, I don't know. What is it like for you, Right. How is it hard? And letting them, you know, one of the things that, again, we do it, I think we come from a good place when we do it, but we're often really quick to, I know, I know, I know, here's how we're going to fix it, right? Or, well, at least you can, we have this, you know, like refocusing on the positive. And the thing is, again, that teaches kids to kind of, it's not uh, something to share. It's not something to explore, right? versus when we validate, when we coach them through that emotion experience, they actually get to say, this is really hard. Here's why. I really miss my friends. I hate going to school on my computer, you know, whatever. These are the things my 13-year-old says. And then you can leave it open for them to come up with some ways to cope. Okay. Go ahead. 
No, well, I mean, we just got to say then for all the parents who've told their kids, it's, everything's going to be okay. I know it's fine. It's not going to last forever. We're going to be all right. Like you didn't do anything wrong. It was just what you were doing as a parent. And I don't want anybody to ever listen to this podcast and think that we're saying what you have done in the past was wrong and beat yourself up. There's enough stuff going on. You don't need that. Right. What we do this for is we can just get clarity about how to get better. Mm-hmm. And, and so your research, and here's what I love about it. You looked at moms and dads. You talked to what, a hundred plus parents, and mm-hmm. it was like almost 50-50. Yep. And, and I want to talk about dads in a minute because dads did kind of in your study show up a little bit different maybe than the mom stuff did. And yet overall from a parenting standpoint, tell us what you kind of what, how, briefly how the study worked and then what you learned from that that's giving us this information now. Sure. So we brought moms and, you know, kids sort of like Naomi's age, seven to 11 year old kids um, into our lab and, and parents went through a stressful task. So the first thing we wanted to do was make sure that parents were stressed. It's a mild stressor. It's a public speaking task. You know, we weren't traumatizing anybody, uh, but then we are measuring their physiological stress response. So how their heart rate's changing, things like that in the body. When they get back together with their child and they have a conversation and they do a couple of different tasks, And so we're looking, and so what we were looking at is whether parents' physiology synced up with or linked up with children's physiology, heart rate changes, things like that. And half of moms- Okay, so hold on. I have to slow you down just real quick because this is what happens. We get academic and I want our people to understand. (laughs) So you're basically going, is the kid responding the same way as the parent behaviorally, right? I mean, as far as how they're feeling, or do they end up feeling the same way as the parent? Is that basically what you're saying? Right. So the kids don't know anything about what's happened to the parents. You know, they're off doing something fun. They get back together. Is the child going to pick up on what the parent just went through? There you go. And half of the parents were told to kind of hide or mask your feelings. So your child can't tell what you're feeling. And the other half of the parents were were told, you know, interact with your child just naturally, you know, normally, like you would at home. And so that was the question is, when parents try to hide these stressed feelings that they're having, does that actually make it worse? Does that actually make it more likely that the child is going to end up feeling stressed as well? And what did you find? So that was, you know, that was our hypothesis. And that is what we found with moms. Moms who tried to mask their stressed feelings ended up uh, transmitting or passing their stress onto the child. The child's heart rate and different signals in the body ended up looking very much like moms um, in that, you know, they were a, a big stress response was happening inside the child. With dads, we got a little bit of a different story. And this is why we wanted to have dads in the study. I've done this kind of work in the past and just focused on moms and you never really know whether it's going to be applicable to dads or not unless you you know ask them correct so with dads what we found was that when the dads were told mask your feelings what actually happened was that the dads picked up on the child's stress the dad's heart rate responses things you know these stress signals in the body actually linked up with and made and started looking more like the child's And so that was, I mean, so basically we got kind of an opposite direction happening between from, you know, mom to child, but then from child to dad when we were trying to hide their emotions. So dad comes in as hiding his emotion. The, the seven, eight, nine year old child doesn't pick up that dad is stressing out. And so dad calms down a little bit. Is that basically what you're saying? Well, 
so it their their stress responses became synchronized became linked up either way so for some kids there was more of a stress response and so their dads like went Got to it. them okay. or or the other way around what you're so describing. if the kid was less stressed dad's stress level went down if the kid was more stressed dad's stress level went up so dad's mirroring the child the child's mirroring the mom mm-hmm. And well, this explains everything. My wife's going <laughs> to listen to this and go, see, I've said I've had two kids. And so it explains it all, right? Okay. So let's talk a little bit then about the dads. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know how far you've gone in this. And if you know, do you have any ideas to why that might be? Definitely have ideas. You know, we haven't tested all of them. So I can't say, here's what the science says about this. But um, one of the things that we know from lots of other research is that men are more likely to do this emotion suppression behavior, this masking their emotions, than women are. So one of the things that we think was going on was that for children who were interacting with their mom, because these were separate families, right? It was mom, mom, child, or dad, child, but not one whole family together. Um, so for kids who are interacting with mom and the mom just really kind of shuts down and is very, um, you know, hiding, masking, that probably seemed pretty out of character where it maybe didn't seem as out of character for dads. And so, uh, so we think that the kids were kind of tuning in even more to what was going on with mom because it was unusual and not so much with dads. So that's one of the reasons why we think kids weren't picking up the stress from dad. Now, we also think that it's possible that these um, kinds of interactions that we were asking parents to do, where we asked, we had asked both the children and parents separately to report on something that you have conflict about in your relationship. It was often like screen time or homework or something like that. And then we asked them to talk about it for while we you know observed them during this time and one of the things that we found at least for the dads who participated in the studies this was kind of actually out of their wheelhouse to have these kinds of conversations about and so we think it was um challenging for dads to have that and so they were kind of more uh more tuning into what was going on with the child because they were a little bit out of their comfort zone yeah. in terms of the interaction. Interesting. Now, you guys did this study pre-COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I'm interested, and I'm sure you guys are doing it now, looking at, at stuff. So I'm interested to see the research you get later. Um, why is it so important that we understand this right now? Well, I mean, as we've talked about, you know, we are, well, let me back up. One of the things that humans across the board find particularly stressful is uncertainty. Mm-hmm. We like to know what we're going to expect, you know, and what we can expect day to day. And if there's any word that describes kind of what we're all going through right now, it's, it's uncertainty. It's not knowing what the next week or the next month or maybe even the next year is going to hold, right, in a lot of different ways. And so we are all experiencing that stress, that burden ourselves, our kids, all of it, right? And so we need to recognize that these stressors, it's a, it's a two-way street between our kids and ourselves, right? When they're having a meltdown, which stresses us out, but when we're not coping very well with our own difficulties and we're all having some difficulties right now, that's getting passed on to our kids as well. And so it's, for me, it's a message of how important it is 
actually is to tune into ourselves, tune into our emotions, take care of ourselves. This self care mm-hmm. uh, idea is not selfish or self absorbed. It's how we are better parents for our children. Could be more important right now than maybe ever. Mm-hmm. because the whole planet is experiencing something at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. So then what recommendations then would you make to parents on what, how honest are you with kids? What does that conversation look like? What do they need to know? Like walk us through some of that stuff. Yeah. It's a really good question. And you had said before, like, we don't need to share everything. And that's absolutely true. I am not saying make your eight year old, your confidant, you know, or have a total, uh, you know, meltdown in front of your child. Uh, Again, the idea is to show them that we don't have to be afraid of our strong feelings, that we don't have to deny that right now is a scary or, you know, uncertain time, that we can acknowledge that. And we can focus on, so one of the things that, you know, like with my kids, we talk about is like the uncertainty of when, when is she going to get to go back to school? You know, how old, how old is she? She, we have a 13 year old and an infant Okay, All right. <laughs> uh, at home. And so the infant, you know, he does is hanging out. He's happy. Yeah, he loves clam. it. He's yeah, got everybody right. around him all right. the time, you know, right. but the 13 year old, this is such a critical time for, for peer relationships. Right. Mm-hmm. And for, yep. so, you know, it doesn't serve her for me to say, Oh, it's going to be fine. You're going to get to see your friends next month or whatever, because Frankly, that's a lie. I don't know if that's true right, or not. Right. Right. So instead, we hold that. This really sucks. Yep. You know? That's uh, when we had Lisa Demore on. That was like what she said to say mm-hmm. was, yeah, this really stinks, I think is the word she said. And she's like, that's the answer because that's what they're feeling. And boom, it's like you're in. Yep. Like now right. we can actually get into a dialogue with the, with the teenager because I was going to ask you. So I'm glad you're bringing up your 13-year-old. Like the conversation with the teenager and the conversation with my eight-year-old might look different. To some extent, yeah. I mean, you know, and that's one of the, but that's one of the places where if you give them that, um, you know, that, that, that listening ear and that space to just really share, they're going to guide the conversation. They're going to tell you what's most important to them or what they're struggling with. Like your eight-year-old, you know, you don't know. You mm-hmm. don't know what it's like to be eight right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't know what it's like to be 13. So when you let them kind of lead that rather than us always trying to, it's fine, it's fine, let me fix it (laughs) kind of thing, they'll tell you what they need support with. Well, especially dads who want to fix everything and who, based on your research, tend to kind of suppress feelings anyway. And we never talk, I don't like to talk in generalities here. I know that there are many dads on here who don't do that, that listen right. to us. And yet, as a, in your research, most of the dads did. So mm-hmm. chances are most of our dads do. So what specific advice would you give to dads right now about this moment in time and how to truly be connected and make sure that, that we're being honest about how we're feeling? Well, one of the first things we can do and it's maybe harder than it sounds, but it's just to actually listen, right? Is to inquire, or if your child is upset, ask them how they're feeling. And then, you know, close that mouth and just sit and let them share. And like, you know, it's going to take a little practice if that's not common in your relationship for them to realize that they really do have a chance to say how they feel. Um, and then what like we were just saying, that stinks, period right? Mm-hmm. You don't go to the, but blah, 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 mm-hmm. or, and blah, blah, blah. You just mm-hmm. let, you just, cause you're, what you're doing there is you're showing them, I'll sit with you in this painful feeling. 
You don't have to be alone. You know, you can say this stinks and I say, yeah, it stinks. And then we can just be together there. And that's actually going to be much more powerful than trying to slap a Band-Aid, an emotional Band-Aid on it. Well, you said don't show them that you might be frustrated about what they're feeling, right? Because I think this would be possible that as parents, we're dealing with a bunch too, and now I got to go listen to my kid complain about it, like suck it up. Right. Right. So we, we don't want to get frustrated. And, uh, and you've said don't attempt to solve it. Um, and, and, and you said you should do the same thing for yourself? So, you know, I there's a place for solving it or for, for coming up with coping strategies, right? We're not, we don't want to sit in our bad feelings forever. That's like depression. We don't want to just dwell in it forever, but we tend to move through, move from, Oh, I'm having a bad feeling. Let me fix it way too fast. And what, what we actually know what emotion researchers actually understand is it's much easier to fix that emotion. If you let yourself feel it for a minute. So I'm not saying just, you know, don't offer any kind of support or, or, or redirection or solutions for your child, but let them be a part of that process. You know, give them a moment where they actually get to feel validated in how hard this is for them because it is hard for them. It's not hard in the same ways that it's hard for us adults, but it's just as impactful in its own ways, right? So give them a chance to feel that and feel that that's a valid, you know, important thing that they're going through. One of the things that always impresses me with when I do this with kids is how often if you just sit with them for a few minutes, Mm -hmm. they actually can regulate and come up with a strategy for feeling better on their own. Even really young kids can sort of, oh, and then they'll redirect to something else. This conversation is reminding me of when I had Mark Brackett on and he says, you've got to give, well, everybody needs permission to feel, just mm-hmm. permission to feel whatever it is you're feeling and come to kind of to some sort of term with that and then move forward. Right. Exactly. And you're going, yeah, we don't have to fix it immediately. Now, if you're sitting in it forever, you've got to talk, you know, there could be an issue, you got to talk to somebody right. and, and do what you got to do. And yet it's okay, I guess it's okay to just admit that you're not okay. And it's okay to do that right now. It's okay to not be okay. And that's true for adults too. So, you know, I'm really fortunate. We have two adults in the house. And so there are times I'm like, you know what, I need to go sit in the other room and just like be sad for a few minutes, right? Or whatever it is and take some breaths, maybe journal, whatever it is that you find, drink a cup of tea, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. is sort of soothing for you and then rejoin the rest of the family and give myself that permission to be not okay. What would you say for our single parents? Yeah, that's, that's what I say. It's a privilege to have multiple adults in the house. You know, we often like fret about screen time and things like that, but screens yeah. can be very effective for giving kids a safe space to be for a little while while you do some care for yourself. And I mm-hmm. think that's actually going to be much more helpful than pushing through when you're just down to your last, you know, thread with kids and, you know, it's much more likely for yelling and other things that we don't want to do when we get to that point. Yeah. Well, this is great. Well, what's the, the final thing I think you want our dads to know, what would be your message to them based on your research, your knowledge and what we're experiencing right now? You know, I, um, there's a, there's a Ted talk, I guess it is by Brene Brown who studies, Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, vulnerability and shame and things like that. And that always, she shares a story that a, that a husband and a dad shared about how he felt like it was impossible to fail or be vulnerable in front of his family. And that honestly sparked some of this father research for myself and recognizing how much they feel like they have to hold up the sky for their families. And so I guess that would be the, the thing that I would want every dad to have is permission to, to be human, you know, permission to need to put down the sky. Sometimes it doesn't mean that you don't love your family. It doesn't mean that you're not a great dad. It means that's actually the work we need to do to be a great dad and be a great partner and be a resilient person is to sometimes put it down and say, I'm not okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Well, uh, Dr. Waters, thanks so much for sharing the research. Hey, if people want to like learn more about the research or connect with you, can they do that? Are you on social media anywhere or anything? Uh, yes, I am on Facebook. I am on Instagram. I am on Twitter. Um, and also you have my, well, you have my email address. So they would also be welcome to email me and, you know, I can link them up with various things, our website, things like that. Well, you're the best. Thanks for taking time out to be on today. Truly appreciate it. I'm interested to see two things. I'm sure you're doing it. First yeah. of all, what, how, how this specific moment is impacting stress of families and kids. And so yeah. I'm sure you guys are already working on that research and um, we'll have some stuff. Right. Homes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then number two, something that I just thought of now is the impact on like, you've got an infant. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, like, is there a positive actually impact for infants and babies right now? Because in two parent families, both parents were home a significant amount of time. So I'm curious to see, maybe someone will do the research on that someday. Hey, thanks so much for being on. I appreciate you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Amazing information from Dr. Waters. And as you can tell by listening, that was an episode that we recorded actually over the summer that uh, as as we took that break, we just didn't get it out. And now's the perfect time to get it out because here it is several months later and we're still facing a lot of these issues. We're still in the pandemic and there's still a lot of stress out there. You know, the, the one I wrote down, when we say I'm fine and we're not, she said it's confusing to our kids. They're not quite sure how to handle that. And dads, um, it was interesting that we tend to match them. We can kind of feed off of them and yet maybe we could work to be a little bit more open with our kids too. So really good stuff. Uh, I hope that uh, you enjoyed it and got some value out of it. All right, let's wrap up the way we wrap up every podcast on Positively Dad, and that is we find out what Naomi's thinking. She'll be nine this week on Wednesday, believe it or not, and uh, she loves doing these. I don't coach her through them, don't talk to her about them. I just say, what is it you want to talk about? And that's what she talks about. We turn on the mic, and there she goes. We call it the Kids' Corner. Ever wonder what's on the mind of your children? Let's find out in the Kids' Corner with your host, Naomi. Hello, welcome to Naomi's Corner. Today I'll be talking about dance. So during COVID, you know you can't do a lot of stuff. So it's not very fun to do dance on Zoom. But when you do dance, for me, you can like express your feelings for it. So like, say you do a pot de ray. Don't just do a normal pas de ray. Do a excited pas de ray or like a sad pas de ray. And it, yeah, just it, like it expresses your feelings and that's what I'm doing. 
I actually just had um, three classes today. You guys need to try dance, and if it's not your thing, that's okay. Go find what you else you like. That's it for name is kind of have a great day. Bye. She's fun. Yes, yeah, she did have three dance classes today. They had a a convention with her dance studio today, and she did three different classes. She's fun. I wonder if that's what they talked about in class today. I'll have to ask. You know, when she was doing the episode, uh, that little section, and when she left, she saw my notes from today's. And it says at the top, it's the title of today's episode, Everything's Not Fine. Kids Can Tell When Parents Suppress Their Stress. And she got up from the microphone, pointed to my notes, and said, Daddy, you know what? That's true. Our kids can tell. She just told me. She can tell. It's a good thing to pay attention to. And I'm so thankful that Dr. Waters is on to share today. I hope you got some value out of it as well. If you did... Would you share this podcast with others who you think would would like it? Would you rate, review, and subscribe? Uh, Rate it five stars if you would, and then subscribe so you never miss an episode. Uh, That would be awesome, too. And then finally, if you or someone you know would love to be on the show, send me an email, james at positivelydad.com. And then uh, we want to connect with you on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search at Positively Dad. All right, that's it for this week. Trust you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Have a good one. Bye-bye.